Alright, you won't believe it, I uh, got such an exciting guest for everyone. This is uh, one of my favorite artists from Manchester, United Kingdom. I saw them walking down the street, they were asking for money and stuff, they said something about uh, a group of rats, uh, just like harassing them and jumping him, and uh, so today... They fell on my lap, and it's amazing. Uh, we got Jimmy Brown. Jimmy Brown, would you like to say hello to everyone? Hello! My name is Jimmy Brown! Oh, my oh my goodness. It's it's so exciting to have you on, on, on this podcast. Like, this is amazing. You know, I've been a, been a huge fan of yours for at least a year now. Um, how's your, your travels in America? Uh, America's... It's an absolutely lovely country. It's many wonderful people here, much wonderful food and beverage. So it's nice. It's not bad, really. Is um, have you found a place that offers uh, a good fish and fish and chips dinner for you? No, not really. But I don't much care for fish and chips, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, well I mean, cheesesteaks are good now. No, not really. No. Too fatty. Well, I don't know about fatty because sometimes those fatty foods can be good for absorbing all the alcohol I consume because you know I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, you you got a you were walking around with a six pack yeah. before I saw you. I'm absolutely sloshed already, but I thought I'd get a six pack just to Oh my goodness. do the podcast. Well, you know, thank you again like for wanting to do this. You know, I saw you on the street, you're being I think it was by the time I got to you, the rats ran away with your wallet. And your cellophone, uh, but they they left you with your six pack, and that was very nice of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, you know, uh, speaking on alcoholism, um, I want to know uh, how and when did you become an obese alcoholic? Like, what? How did that happen? When? Well, I weigh sixteen stone eleven, which in pounds is I. Uh, I I don't quite know how many pounds that is, but if you look at the BMI chart based on my height, uh, if you line it up, I'm in the obese category. Yeah. So how I got that way, I don't know. Probably from drinking so much and eating so much. Yeah. But how did I become an alcoholic? Well, really, I suffer from various degenerative conditions, so... Most people, when they see me on the street, they think I'm about 40 years old, but in fact, I'm 19. And um, I used that to my advantage when I was about five. I looked to be 18, which is drinking age in the United Kingdom. So I could run into Tesco at age five, buy a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. In fact, my brother Mark F. Brown... He was drinking Tesco, a jug of wine behind the Tesco in Didsbury, where we're from. And he was arrested by police and sent to a boarding school for boys, you know. No girls? It's just boys only. And there was a very cruel man who ran the boarding school. What was his name? Count Withersby. Yeah, I mean, I hate when, like... School schools like that are like just insane. Like, how can they do that to kids? Yeah, they were very cruel to my brother. But I 
learned a lesson from him because he was older than me. I learned to be more discreet about my alcohol consumption. Yeah, I, I kept it secret. I apologize for laughing a little bit. Um, just uh, oh, it's not a problem. I got a text from uh, my buddy. He uh, texted me a funny uh, uh, meme about um, guinea pigs. Oh, no problem. And uh, you know that's an animal from South America. Would you ever go to South America? Oh, I'd love to go. Yeah. Where would, where would you go? Maybe Argentina to see the Nazi bunkers. Uh, well, maybe if there was a nice place to sleep in them bunkers, I could take a nap there, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they built probably something pretty fine for Hitler himself. Right. A.H. They teach you that in school? About Mr. Hitler? Yeah. Yeah, a bit about him, yeah. He yeah. really wreaked havoc a did, long time ago. Did your father or grandfather fought, fight in the world wars? No, they were a bit lazy for that. To why why did they, they get like discarded from the draft? Well, my father, you know, he's a bit young to have served in World War Two, but he was really a soft guy. He was a male model. Oh yeah. Yeah. So really, he was a sensitive sort. Huge uh, knob, you would say? No, I wouldn't say that at all. Really, but he uh, he was a male model, and his one, you know, the one thing. That got in the way of his male modeling career was he had a uh, allergy to Ambien. Oh, yeah. The sleep medication. Right. But the unfortunate contradiction is that in order to keep my alcoholism secret from my parents, I had to drug them with Ambien to put them to sleep so I could drink, right? Oh, my God. So I give, I give the poor bloke Ambien in his evening milk and, uh, you know... He'd wake up with pussy sores all over his face. Yeah. And then that would really be a conflict because you can't be a male model with pussy sores all over your face, you know. I mean, I would love to see that. Um, I would pay a lot of money. Um, that's something I couldn't probably couldn't even find on, you know, Reddit. Maybe even the dark web. The pussy sores? The pussy sores. It's not pretty, really, but it's just a part of life, so we have to accept it and we have to... We have to thank God or Jesus or whoever it is for creating all this beautiful life on earth, including my father, even though he had this detriment, these pussy sores, which many would find disgusting. I found them beautiful and I would just cry tears of joy thinking about the pus and the blood dripping from his sores. Oh my goodness, that is so nice of you. Your father must have loved you very, very much, right? Yeah, unfortunately he did, you know, he did... Uh, off himself because uh, oh his career God. was uh, cut short by, uh, you know, this ambient allergy and, you know, the pussy sores that I inadvertently provoked. Oh but well, you don't have to blame yourself. You're such a kind, wonderful human being. You know, there's no reason for it. It's know. all it's all written about in my book, my first book, Brown on Brown, Volume 1. Oh, you got a book? I got several, yeah. Oh, you, are you an author? Uh. Well, if if you define an author as someone who writes a book, then yeah, technically I am, yeah. Oh my goodness, uh, what kind of books do you write? Um? Well, mostly autobiographical. Brown on Brown, Volume 1 is the first volume of my life, my childhood years, that outlines some of these pussy sores and ambient allergies. Yeah, of course. But Volume 2 is more slice of life, one week in my life, a very interesting week I had that did involve rats and uh, love and sex and all that. Salad cream. S salad cream. Sex. 
That is so, that's not that's so beautiful. Um, uh, can I please ask you uh, what's your favorite way to make love? I, I, oh, actually, may I? Um, my ch- my uh, Chihuahua has never met a British person before, so I'm gonna have to excuse him from the room. Uh, shall I answer the question as you excuse him? Uh, my favorite way to make love is passionately if there's no passion it's not really nice is it yeah i mean do you guys do like um here in america we got the 69 do you guys have a a position in uh the uk that's similar to that uh i i wouldn't really know i'm not i'm a bit of a novice when it comes to sex if i'm honest if you read me books you can read about some of my sexual experiences i've had I've made love with many older women. Uh, have they made have have they made love to you as well? You would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very yeah. I uh, you because I was because you know I once went to a bar in uh, East Falls and I heard your name being brought up. They said uh, something about meeting you. And and I was, you know, I was very um, just amazed. I was like, this this Jimmy Brown fellow, 19 years old, you're a pop sensation, right, in the UK? Well, that's what I say. Yeah. Well, they were, you know, they were having a, uh, uh, a conversation about you, and they said how uh, these, uh, you would have sex with these older women. And they, the, they were telling a story. It's almost like uh, an amazement, like the way that, how they were telling the story. They said uh, these old women would uh, gather you up and, Put you, you would come in every week to this the book club, and uh, you would bring a copy of Moby Dick, and they would every week you know put you on the copy the stack and just go to town on you. Um, is this a rumor? Or just false? Yeah. Maybe maybe they said the story wrong. Maybe a, yeah. Maybe was, it's the other way around. Who knows? Yeah, there was a time when a uh, when Mildred had me standing on a copy of Moby Dick, which is a rather she was a short woman. Yeah. And so in order for her to properly give me oral sex, the height just wasn't right if I was kind of standing and she okay. was on her knees. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So she said, I'll stand and you stand on me copy of Moby Dick because it's the thickest book I have. Yeah. Provides right. the most inches for me to stand on. Yeah. I stood on that one and then she you, gave me an oral um, sexual um, experience. At, at a, for a very long time, Moby Dick was the probably the largest book that they would give out to you know they would let the citizens of the United King Kingdom to read, but uh, ever since uh, J.K. Rowling came about, um, the last Harry Potter books became very, very big, and that was the whole thing, right? right. What, what well, do you have any opinions on Harry Potter? Oh, I, you know, um, Harry Potter is absolutely fantastic. Do, do you Little think bloke you, with sunglasses or glasses, whatever they are? Yeah. Do you think if you were like younger, if you were like <laughs> 19 years old back in the day, you would be casted when they were recording those films? The Harry Potter films. Yeah, you think if you were back then, you would be a part of the films? I'm not much of an actor, really, and I'm a bit fat to play the role because he's really a skinny bloke, at least the way they depict uh, him on the yeah. covers of the books, you yeah. know. Maybe I could see like a retelling, like obese Harry Potter with all the characters being obese, and maybe they could cast me as like an obese Harry Potter. That would be quite nice, really. Or maybe everyone else is obese, but not you. Maybe it's like a alternate fantasy of yourself. Then I would have to lose a bit of weight, wouldn't I? Yeah, I mean, I guess CGI wasn't that good back then, so. 
But there's there's hope for the future, you know. Maybe they'll make a Harry Potter too, because there's only there's only one, right? Well, there's many Harry Potter books, isn't there? I guess I never really read them. I just know about. Yeah, the UK is a fantastic uh, uh, country and city. Um, it's it's insane that you're so popular there. And uh, yeah, that's. I. How long are you touring uh, the Americas for your book? Well, I'm stuck here, really, aren't I? I've been in Philadelphia the last year and a half or so. Oh, you haven't you haven't toured the other cities? No. How, how'd not you get really. here? Boat? Well, I flew over initially because one of the things that I absolutely love to eat is uh, canned bread. You call it canned bread, we call it tinned bread. We say tin, we don't say can. Yeah. But it's 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 just bread in a tin or a can really. And there's only one factory in the entire country that makes it. The B&M factory in New England. And they steam up bread in a tin. And I wanted to visit that factory. And I come over. And when I come over, it was about March uh, 2020. And this novel virus started spreading around the globe called the coronavirus. That's fake. That's fake, right? Uh, I think the... You know, I don't know, really. If I'm honest, I don't know if it's... I I did have it, but I don't know if it was real. How'd you uh, go about fighting that virus? Well, holistically, of course, because obviously I would never take a vaccine well i did take the vaccine oh my goodness but uh i took it mistakenly and then i read about its ill effects and i had a blood transfusion to have it removed from my body so essentially i am uh unvaccinated after my blood transfusion i didn't know that's how i didn't know that's like how they that's amazing how science can do that now yeah i mean the doctors said it wouldn't work, but to me, I believe it did work. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got my initial vaccine from Penn. It was uh, the 18th floor. Um, where did you get your vaccine? Didsbury Medical Center. Is that like... Uh, where is it? It's in Manchester. Is that like a real place? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're just such an amazing, amazing person. You know, you would do so well, like, in the South. Yeah. Uh, um, not South America, but American North South. Why would I do well there? They would, I mean, you'd be a, an American hero over there. They'd they'd love that, that you you know did that. You went on your way to do the blood transfusion to get the COVID vaccine out. Right. If you do it that way, well, I guess you've never been in the South, so you probably don't know. No, but, not yeah. really. No. I've been to New England to the bread factory. Did you live close by to the bread factory? No, I just went there and I said, fuck it. And I went and it wasn't really, you know, it's just a bunch of blokes making canned bread, tinned bread. Yeah. Which is really what you would expect it to be. Yeah. But I thought it would be something more than that and it wasn't. So I said, I can't be in here. I left out of there (laughs) and I got on a bus and I said, where's this bus going? They said, Philadelphia. I said, what's that? They said, it's the city. I said, fuck it. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's unbelievable. Because um, I know the UK has that uh, that underwater uh, 
kind of expressway. So I guess the is there something I'm missing? Maybe um, they have one from through the uh, North Atlantic waters. It's possible, you know. I don't really know. I don't really pay attention to my surroundings or yeah. know what I'm really doing. You know, I kind of f- float around. So I got on a bus. I ended up in Philadelphia. And it's an absolutely lovely city. I've been performing here regularly. And lovely crowds, lovely people. A lot of big, nice, big, fat people just like me. Oh, and, my, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, over here in America, we love uh, McDonald's and uh, Bur- uh, Burger King. Yeah, we have those too in the United Kingdom. But it just doesn't really compare does it, to the American version. Yeah, here in America, we love salt and our, uh, and, and our MSGs, I think they're called. I don't know. I don't pay attention to politics. Um, but let's, uh, Jimmy, uh, can we, uh, bring you, bring you back to the UK, uh, for a question. Um, what was your favorite school lunch? Oh yeah. in you know, your homeland. That's a really good question because there's so much food I like. I don't like the taste of peas. Yeah. So that wouldn't be my favorite. Peas, mushy peas. peas Wouldn't be, wouldn't be. But one thing that really warms my heart and, uh. You know, sometimes I do serve it at my shows. It's a salad cream butty. Oh, yeah. So salad cream is kind of like mayonnaise, but it's a bit more yellow. And it's just some salad cream on two pieces of bread. Salad cream butty. Is it almost like a Vegemite? Australian Uh, Vegemite? It's more like a mayonnaise, but the emulsification process is halted at a different point. So it's just a bit more yellow than a mayonnaise. Oh my goodness, that's so. That, so I, I so think that would go so well on a maybe a egg salad. Well, it, you know, I do eat boiled eggs often. Just a whole boiled egg and a cup of Red Bull vodka. Uh, that would be the way I start an evening before I go out to pub. That but, sounds amazing. Yeah, but but if I'm honest, just the salad cream and two slices of bread. It's not bad. It's really not not a bad uh, sandwich, if I'm honest. Oh my goodness! Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to know. Um, would you would you would you tell me what's your favorite holiday memory with your family growing up before your father passed? Maybe a Christmas with the Browns. Well, my favorite Christmas memory is the morning. Of Christmas, when I turned six years old, my mum gave me a ham, a smoked ham. The whole thing? The whole freaking thing? Well, she didn't really give it to me, but it was there. Yeah. And I kind of took it off the stove, and I took it in my room, and I had it under my bed. Was it cooked? Was it fully cooked? I don't know. It was a bit cold, but it tasted yummy. And I would take it under my bed, and I would sneak little little bites of it oh my goodness um it wasn't really a gift my parents didn't really believe in gift giving yeah but uh to me it was a gift and they said where's the ham where's the ham gone off to and i said maybe it was a dog maybe the dog took away but it was under my bed yeah. and i gnawed on it for the better part of a month every night after yeah. after school and i think uh, i think i saw in the papers uh they were talking about your neighborhood had a dog problem that year right yeah, maybe a so. dog problem? Yeah, they would break into people's ha- houses and steal hams. Well, you know, there was all 
these dogs, people really do develop emotional attachments to these animals, but they can really be responsible for some very nefarious activities. That's right. Yeah, I heard in uh, I was I was watching uh, the the news, the telly, and they were talking about uh, Chihuahuas taking over um, an area of Arizona. You know, that's a smaller dog. You know, how were they taking over? It was like a gang. They were. Uh, because Chihuahua, you know, Chihuahuas, they, they're they so small, they can dodge most uh, bullets of uh, assault weapons. They can uh, dodge most uh, knives and, you know, just like uh, like bow and arrows. They can maneuver around them. Uh, so Chihuahuas, they're notorious for biting ankles. And, you know, have you ever gotten your ankle bitten by a small rodent or anything like that? Your head reaches for the sky. You kind of miss, you don't know what... Well... In my second book, I do talk about when I, I went to a McDonald's yeah. in uh, Manchester and uh, I was doing a business exchange at McDonald's. I was meeting a fellow and, you know, I was doing a bit of blackmail, really, if I'm honest. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> bit of blackmail, but uh, we don't have to get into the legalities of that one. But I was, I was blackmailing a bloke... Uh, I had him give me £6,000. He gave it to me in a rucksack. And uh, when he gave me the rucksack, I also made this bloke give me a double, uh, a McDouble, right? I said, give me a McDouble. He got me a double cheeseburger. Yeah. I said, this is not a McDouble. This is a double cheeseburger. Go back, get me the McDouble, and I want chips with it. Because he forgot the chips. Got the chip. So he come back, so get you, it for you me. You wanted a meal. I wanted a meal and this fuck, you know, we don't have to get into that part. But anyway, I ate me McDouble, I ate me chips. And at the end of it, there was a, a rat because uh, uh, I discarded the refuse from my meal. Yeah. And a little rat at McDonald's was munching on me uh, discarded McDouble. And it disgusted me because I find rodents disgusting. So I spit on this rat. Oh my goodness. I spit on the rat. You probably made it cleaner. like. Right, yeah. My yeah. saliva might be a bit more clean than a rat, especially with all the alcohol. There's probably a lot of... Um, the alcohol probably has an antibacterial property yeah. when it hits the rat. That's but right. as I walk home, this rat was following me. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah. Almost like what happened before I met you. Did you spit on a rat before I met you? Because I, I was member a uh, group of rats. Uh. Right. Uh, yeah, probably. I often I'm spitting all the time, so I don't know really what I'm hitting. I mean, if I'm yeah. outside, I'm spitting nonstop, so I'm probably hitting rats, mice, little dogs, cats, people, you know, pigs. If it's a rural area or a farm area, I might hit a pig. Or Be a careful chicken. with the bees, you know. Yeah, but uh, this rat followed me home. And uh, he asked to live with me, and I said, yeah, why not? But then I got a bit tired of him, and he was kind of latching on to me, and he was on my shoulder, and I said, you know what, I just can't. It's almost like, it almost like Harry Potter, right? Well, yeah, maybe, a bit like Harry Potter, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I threw the rat off me. Oh, my goodness. And uh, he was on the floor convulsing, and... I felt real bad that I hurt him. So I took him to a veterinary clinic. Yeah. And the veterinarian said, uh, this rat has 
irreparable spinal damage. We're going to have to remove his spinal cord. It's going to cost £6,000. So the very £6,000 that I blackmailed for, I had to spend on getting this rat all fixed up. And they said, now you're going to have to take care of him. You're going to have to suck the feces out of him, the urine out of his penis, and take care of him and feed him nonstop. So I kind of took on this rat. I adopted him. and uh, When you take the spine off a rat, is it almost like a big snake? Yeah, it's a bit floppy like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a big snake, kind of like. It's like a little snake, uh, like a little big one. A little, little big, big snake. Little yeah. big snake, kind of small ferret. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit real floppy, them. And uh, yeah, so I started taking care of. Uh, oh well, you know, as you should. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. Are Are you? Uh, do you donate to Peter or anything like that? Peter. Never mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just American stuff. Um, I want to know, um, how many boneless women have hurt you? Well, I think you're referencing my song, I Don't Want a Boneless Woman. Oh, you Oh, you have, a, you have songs? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a song called I Don't Want a Boneless Woman, and uh, I've never honestly encountered a boneless woman. I actually had no idea that you actually did music, you yeah. know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I have a... Three or four albums out, and oh, uh, you know, you know what, you do do music, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a pop sensation. Why would why would I question that? You know, it's yeah, crazy. So I do have a song about I don't want a boneless woman, but it's not really like oh, there's all these boneless women. Fuck them. It's more like hypothetically, if I'm to be with a woman, I would really prefer if she had bones. Because if she didn't have bones, she'd be a, f- a bit floppy like that, right? Almost like the rat. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't like floppy women like that. We like them with bones, a bit of structure, etc. Structure, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, how many boneless women do you think you've been with, you know? I don't think any, really, if I'm honest. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, I've been with a few. I've been with a few boneless women. How was that? Uh, I mean, it was pretty fun, you know. Most of them, you know, were getting off school and uh, going to their uh, side job, uh, being a stripper. Very sl- silky and slinky, you know. Can go around the poles. Yeah, they're very, they're very, they were very good at what they did. You know, I wouldn't, you know, have it any other way. And I wish them the best of luck, you know. But um, they were the boneless women, all, all six of them, um, just strippers. But um, I'm happy that my song, because I don't have any personal experience with bonus women, but I really do. I'm happy that you know my music can really touch people about subjects that they find important to them. So oh my god, we should talk more about your music. Um, it's you know, but um, I w- I want to know um, you know, have you ever fought a rat or multiple rats? Because we were talking about rats. I mean, before we talk about music, have you ever fought any of these rats? Well, I have an interesting relationship with rats because, like I said, I did attack that one rat who had to get the spinal cord uh, surgery, which I paid for. But beyond that, I'm just really disgusted by rats because we have a beautiful park in uh, Didsbury called Fog Lane Park. Oh, okay. And uh, there's a lot of rats there. And it really uh, takes away from the beauty of the park. Which is why I wrote me song. People need to stop feeding the rats in Fog Lane Park. Oh my goodness! Because uh, people were feeding the rats. I think they were feeding the ducks, but then the rats go for the food, 
and it really creates a rat problem, which a rat problem is not a problem you want to have. Well, I mean, that's how, like, you know, the the, uh, the Black Plague started. Right, which was in the continent of Europe. And, you know, the thing is, in America, as you mentioned previously, you know, the gun ownership, you know, it's a lot easier to get a gun uh, here in the States, but in the United Kingdom, it's not so easy. If I had a gun in the UK, I would just go to, you know, Fog Lane Park with a semi-automatic and just, oh, you know, yeah. shoot him down. But I, I can't t- really do that. I'm if it ta- was here in Philadelphia, of I'm course I would. You. I'm telling you right now, you would do great as a, you know, Southerner here in America, here in the United States of America. Right. And and you, and you do music. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I take a guess? Do you do, like, uh, country music? Because you sound like a, you know, kind of like, you know, Southern. Well, maybe it would be considered country music by some, but to me it's not really country. Country, like UK music, country? But yeah, maybe a bit something like that, yeah. yeah. Is it like, are you very proud of where you live? Uh, I'm not really a proud person. I'm a very uh, negative, antagonistic person. So uh, antagonistic. Hold on, let me look that up on the dictionary. I don't really know what it means either, but oh, it okay, just sorry. means that I'm a very negative person. So I don't really have pride in where I'm from or where I am currently. But it is, you know, you can find beauty in anything, really. If I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, um, all right. Uh, well, I mean, like. Um what is your music? I mean, do you want to talk? I, I mean, do you want, you want to talk about your music? Well, you know, I'm really, uh, I've been a poet for a long time and a writer and uh, w- mu- w- Would you like to recite something? Uh, I could, yeah. Do you want me to? Give me something that's, um, what's your most popular thing to recite in the UK? Well, the only one I really memorize because as you know, as I stated, I'm an alcoholic and my memory isn't so good, but just from my performances... And poetry readings is one I always kind of do because it gets the crowd going and oh, it gets them in the mood. It gets them throwing the the money gosh, at me. By golly. It's called I Can Smell the Mice Having Sex Behind the Walls. Oh, my God. Can I recite it? Um, please. Right. I can smell the mice having sex behind the walls. I can smell the mice having sex behind the walls. I can hear them squealing while they fuck. The mice are always making love. And I can smell the mice having sex behind the walls. I can hear the mommy mouse's juice while she gives birth. I can hear the mommy mouse juice while she gives birth. I can hear the daddy mouse crying because he's happy. I can hear the daddy mouse crying because he's happy. And I could smell the mice having sex behind the walls. I could go on, but that's that w- taste. That was so beautiful. That was almost, just listening to that, you know, that was almost like something religious. That was a religious experience. Well, you know, speaking of religion, I did want to bring up, if I have the opportunity. Oh, my, go ahead, my gosh, it's my God. It's not a religion. It's yeah. really not a religion, but one thing that I do really want to advocate for, for all of your listeners and for you, is the beauty of transcendence. Transcendental meditation has really changed my life. You just pay 500 or 1,000 pounds, and you get your mantra, and you sit around meditating all morning, all afternoon, and it's like swimming beneath the surface of consciousness, and it really gives you a a, a, mm. a beautiful outlook on life. So it's something I really recommend uh, that everyone uh, become engaged in. Because if we have a world where everyone is practicing 
transcendence and transcendental meditation, I think we could really create world peace together. Do you uh do you take have you ever taken mushrooms or acid? Uh I'm not much of a drug user other than um alcohol and I do dabble a bit in crack cocaine. I do enjoy crack rock a bit. Yeah, I mean uh crack rock, that's like that's an easy one to get a hold of here in America. Uh, yeah, and it's an absolutely lovely high. Um, and cheap, it's, cheap, it's cheap. It's cheap, and it's also, it's just so shame how stigmatized it is because it's a lovely uh, way to inebriate or intoxicate. So, you know, my typical morning is I'll wake up, I'll have a boiled egg, maybe a salad cream butty, uh, and then uh, smoke a bit of crack rock, Silence everything. Do a bit of transcendental meditation. I can't really meditate without crack. Uh, I really, I don't have the stamina for it without the crack rock. Would you say your third eye opens up? Uh, do you have a third eye? They say that people do. But if I do have one, I really need to smoke the crack to get it going when I'm doing my meditations. I mean, you would never know, I guess, without the crack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. That's pretty but cool. the mushrooms and the LSD, uh, I haven't really tried it, but I would definitely be willing to try it. Maybe um, put the mushrooms in a like a ham, stuff it in a ham, maybe. Would that work? Probably. I'm not sure. I'm not a scientist. What kind of experience might I expect to have if I were to do that? Well, I took mushrooms once and... Um, I, um, my girlfriend's face turned into, uh, Shrek. Are you familiar with Shrek? Uh, it's one of the great films. Yeah. Do you guys have that in your home country? Oh my. Uh, you know, it's, it was, uh, it was a staple growing up, really. I would watch that nonstop, Shrek, one, two, and three. He's an alcoholic, right? Uh, I don't know. He's a fat bloke, but, uh, I don't know if it's from alcohol or he's eating too much beef or pork or what. Maybe dogs. He eats dogs. Probably. Right. It's good. They don't really tell you what he eats, right? Uh, we'd have to watch it again. Yeah, really. yeah. We'd have to watch the film. And it's a good film. There's like six of them right now, right? I don't know. You want to put them on? Maybe afterwards. Maybe afterwards. Um. Oh, my God. Speaking of, you know, you know, Shrek, um, I have uh, another good uh, movie. Um. Have you ever seen um, maybe uh, the Terminator series? Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. What do you think about those? Um, bit slow for my taste, if I'm honest. Yeah. It's all this man machinery, and you know, I like you know, I like a good love story. I like a good, you know, romance, uh, a romantic comedy. You know, I don't like all the action or the violence. You know, it really is. I don't. The, the violence disturbs me a bit, if I'm honest. So it's really not my favorite. I don't want to disparage it if it's your favorite, but the violence really disturbs me a bit, and mm. the man machinery. Man machinery. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Terminator is my my absolute favorite. Um, I love uh, the first one and um, the seventh one. But um, would you would you think you would got get a drink with like Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, why not? Would you fight him? Oh, no. I mean, he's a big muscular bloke, him. 
So yeah. he could really knock me out in one blow, probably. He could probably decapitate me with one punch. Have you my ever head been would fly straight off my head. Have you ever been at a... My head would straight fly off my neck, right? Oh, my goodness. Have you, have you ever been at a, in, a, in a, like a bar fight before? Not on purpose, but people have physically assaulted me on various occasions, yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, really, I don't really mind. If someone needs to really get their energy out and use me as a bit of a punching bag, then I'm okay to play that part as long as they don't punch me hard enough to knock my head off my neck. It's not a problem, but, you know, one time I was walking about eating a chocolate and uh, some young boys hit me in the face and I was eating the chocolate as they punched me and the bloody... I could taste the blood in the chocolate and I could... Oh, my I looked in the mirror afterwards and I seen all these brown and red and it reminded me of the blood-stained feces that I have because I have these, um, you know, anal fissures that make me uh, feces bloody. So it really ruined the whole experience of eating the chocolate to see that bloody brown in my mouth. Have, gob. have any of the rats or mice husbands have, you know, uh, fought you? I mean, they don't, I don't know, you know, the the ones referenced in the poem, I never seen them, I just hear them and smell them behind the walls. My goodness, um, you know, would you ever have, uh, sexual relations with the, uh, maybe an alien species or an aquatic species? I would not, I would not say no, but, uh, if I'm honest, I've never done it. So I don't want to say I would never do it, but you know, if an alien was looking good, if because you know we don't really know maybe, these. A, maybe a mermaid. Well, a mermaid would be a bit fishy smelling, and I find the smell of fish foul. As I said, I don't eat fish and chips. Oh my, fish and oh my God. no mermaids. But you've seen Little Mermaid, right? Yeah, it's a beautiful Disney film. I I try not to watch. That's how it they much. all look like, you know. I try not to watch it because it just provokes too many tears when I do and I don't like crying. It just hurts me eyes. But I have little eyes. I have small eyes. And uh, for people with small eyes, it really hurts to cry. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I'm sorry to you know think of you of crying. I'm sorry to, that you could cry. I mean, you seem like such a happy guy. I mean, do you cry a lot? Uh, Yeah. Couple times a day. Oh my goodness! I mean, what are you? you What could we? Um, are you crying on the street? You know, on Gerard. Like I said, in the morning I smoke my crack pipe and then I practice my transcendental meditation. And often I find myself when I enter that deep well of consciousness beneath the surface, and I feel one with the universe. And really, the moment that that happens, which is every day, twice a day, as I practice transcendental meditation and repeat my mantra. I do cry and I also scream a bit when I cry and I, I don't really, I'm not really aware of it because I'm kind of in my mental state but the neighbours, you know, in my flat, you know, when I'm practicing transcendental meditation, I start screaming and crying and they start banging on the walls. What's something you could, uh, that, um, just for the lovely audience, what's something that you would be screaming? I don't know really because I'm in this state, you know. Uh, you need to be in the state first, right? Yeah. So I might say, mommy, daddy, baby, mommy, mommy, daddy, baby, mommy. That kind of sounds like a Pink Floyd album, like something off the wall. Right. Yeah. Like, all in all, big wall. Like, mommy. I don't know. I'm sorry. Was that racist? Oh, no. No. 
But maybe maybe he would sound like that. He, he would say that. Like, mommy, daddy, daddy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mommy, daddy, baby, mommy, I'm unhappy. Oh, my goodness, that's so terrifying. Sorry that that's going on. Jeez. They cut off my head. You know, things like that. Is oh, what I'm screaming. Jesus. But really, this transcendental meditation has changed me, and it really has done wonders for me, psyche. Well, if you, um, I'm sorry that, you know, and I'm sorry and I'm happy that, you know, this is all going on with you. Um, you know, you're a very special person, very special person. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, when, when you came up to, uh, when I, when I saw you, you were coming up to my porch a little bit and the, the, the mice and rats were letting you go, you know, letting you off easy. Um, you kind of smelled like chicken a little bit. I was wondering, um, you know. Were you making chicken? Do you love cooking chicken? What's your favorite way to make chicken? I'm not much of a cook, really. I, I would eat a pre-prepared, you know. I would maybe buy a frozen, from Tesco, a frozen chicken tikka masala and just toss it in the microwave. Yeah, they make those frozen. Put it in there for six or seven minutes and then uh, oh steam it up with all them spices and chicken. Um, and You know, I like it. On the instructions, it says put in there for one minute and a half, two minutes. I said, no, seven minutes, because I don't want the salmonella. I don't want all those dirty bacteria. Salmonella? Is that like a lizard? It's like a bacteria that's in the chicken flesh, because chicken is a disgusting animal. Oh, my goodness. Why is it? And, uh, but, yeah, I cook it up, and I like it nice and hard. I don't like it soft. I like it nice and hard and dry, and I like it to be a bit stringy, so that when you're chewing into it, it's like... It's like many shoestrings all together. Oh, it's like a universe of shoestrings together, and you, because I like taking my time with eating. You know, that's something transcendental meditation has really taught me is to savor the flavor, which is hard if it's nice and moist, but if it's big and hard, it will take you seven minutes to get through a Tesco chicken tikka masala frozen dinner. Do you love Do you love chicken? Would you say chicken is your favorite thing to eat? No, not really. No. No. You My favorite any, thing to eat is a salad cream butty. You have any bad stories about chicken? Well, I do have a song about something I don't really like to talk about much because it's so disheartening really to know about. But there's a beautiful park in Manchester in Didsbury called Marie Louise Gardens. And oh my goodness. Someone uh, left in April 2021, someone left four chicken fillets raw in Marie Louise Gardens. Oh, did, did anyone slip on them? Like. You know, I don't know why they were left there, but it was absolutely disgusting. So I wrote a song about it. The name of the song is Someone Left Four Chicken Fillets in Marie Louise Gardens. And we really don't know why they were left there. Maybe someone was trying to poison a fox. Maybe someone was trying to poison a dog. Almost kind of sounds like a crop circle. Like an American crop circle. Something like that, yeah. Maybe, maybe was... in the UK they'd leave chicken fillets. But in America they leave the crop circles. It's it's very possible, you know. I really don't know. All I know is that it was disgusting and it really offended my sensibilities to well, see that chicken fillets. Uh, since you've been in America, any chicken fillets? <sighs> seen them out in the parks? I've seen uh, some beef necks around. I've seen some lamb shanks lying around, but I haven't seen any chicken fillets. Lamb shanks, huh? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Jesus. Uh, excuse excuse uh, part of my language there. Well, um, man, what, 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 was there a woman who ruined your life at all? Maybe your mother, sister? 
Uh, yeah, maybe my mother, you know, everyone's mother really ruined their life, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Are you referring to my song, I Fucking Hate You, You Ruined My Life? Uh, no, I'm just asking questions. I'm just, uh, right. Like I said, I don't know too much about your music. Uh, yeah. I do have a song called I Fucking Hate You, You Ruined My Life, but it's not about me mum. But some people's lives have been ruined by their mums, you know, but my mum was very supportive of was me. That, was that about the IRS, maybe? No, it's not really about anything, if I'm honest. It's just kind what? of a feeling I had, you know. It's just kind of came out just kind of I, I, you know I smoked a bit of crack rock I did my meditation and then I said let me do a song and I said what is the song I don't know what the song should be called and I said well maybe I fucking hate you you ruined my life that's yeah. a bit of a negative theme but maybe that's just what needs to be expressed and that's what I expressed in that moment if I'm honest oh my goodness well that that's insane I um I was recently on the uh British um a Reddit page, and they, I th- I could have swore they I seen something uh post about, uh a Jimmy Brown uh doing porn, um, is that for real? I've never filmed pornography. It's possible that I've had a sexual experience as someone was you know had a spy camera going and was filming me. But I really wish yeah. they would have been more forthcoming if they were doing that because. You know, I would have gotten into a bit better shape because I'm so obese, and or oh, at least they could have gotten yeah. a better angle to s- make my tummy a bit smaller and all that. You know. Oh my god! I mean, what? Like uh, my, my goodness, a spy camera! I mean, like what? My goodness. Well, what was in the porn? What was in the porno? You you just saw a fat bloke, and you said it was me, or what? No, they were just saying. I think what I saw was something like along the lines of a uh, Jimmy Brown, maybe in a wolf suit. In a suit, a furry suit. Maybe it was someone, some other fat bloke wearing a wolf costume, and they said it was me, falsely attributed to me to make money off my fame. But it wasn't me. My goodness. I've never had sex on camera. I've never worn a wolf suit. It's like a, yeah, like the sheep in wolf's clothing. Clothing. I mean, so is Jimmy Brown a sheep? Uh, 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 hold on. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Uh, I got, I got some questions here for you. Um, was there an alpha male mouse who fucked the most behind the walls? I'm not really sure because, as I said in my poem, you know, I can hear the mommy mouse juice while she gives birth, and I can hear the daddy mouse crying because he's happy. But an alpha male wouldn't really cry to show emotions. He would be more, right? Yeah. But mice. They have some squeaky little voice. <laughs> so maybe that, <laughs> maybe that is an alpha sound for a mouse because it's so small. Yeah. But if it was transplanted to a human form, bigger it would be. Uh, uh. But you know, in a mouse form, it's, yeah. which as humans, because mice are so dainty and little, we can't really appreciate an alpha mouse uh, alpha because mouse. they're so squeaky and high pitched. Yeah. You know, alpha mouse. Yeah. Um, do you want to sing another? Uh, song that because I know you said you you write music and you know would you like to sing another one like another poem? Um, I could. I don't really. I have so many. If I'm honest, I don't even know where to begin. Just give me one more. Uh, how about uh something about uh. Something about, uh, well, 
I did write a song last year, and it's about, uh, I had my teeth clean because they were real dirty, and, you know, as an alcoholic, uh, the uh, the alcohol degenerates your gums and causes, uh, you know, gingivitis and all these nefarious diseases. Was that like a redhead or something? Huh? No, nothing. So I went to the dentist to have this gingivitis or whatever taken care of for cleaning. And the woman that cleaned my teeth, the hygienist, was pregnant. And I wrote a poem or song called I Felt the Dental Hygienist Pregnant Belly Rubbing Against My Elbow. You want me to do that? Oh my God, that would be amazing. So the poem goes something like this. My name is Jimmy Brown. My teeth were very dirty. I went to the dentist to have them cleaned. The dental hygienist was very obviously pregnant. Her pregnant belly protruded from her dental hygienist clothing. She also wore a mask due to coronavirus regulations. Getting my teeth cleaned. I felt the dental hygienist pregnant belly rubbing against my elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said to rinse my mouth. And a whole lot of blood came out. Just like the blood from a vagina when a baby is born. When a baby is born. And it goes on from there. But that's, a bit, that's enough. That was like so beautiful. That was almost like listening to uh, maybe Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles. That was... Oh my goodness, that... Thank you for, you know, wanting to do this and, you know, I really appreciate you being on and, you know, doing the thing that you're doing. Yeah. I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. Would you like to tell the uh, audience maybe a, a brilliant story about a, a dream that you had that was most amazing? Here, you know what? How about this? I'll give you, I'll give you your headphones so you can be fully immersed. Right. Well... I've never really dreamt in my life because I suffer from sleep apnea as I'm obese. Uh, many obese people uh, suffer from this condition called sleep apnea where uh, they snore and they never really get into the REM sleep cycle. So they never really dream. So I've never dreamed, but I can just tell you another story about my life. Uh, I can tell you about the time I went to uh, visit my brother at the boarding school that Count Withersby ran called Shacklebury Heights. I, uh, I wanted to see my brother because I missed him, but he was locked up in this boarding school run by the brutal Count Withersby. And I brought two hard-boiled eggs because I knew he loved the taste of hard-boiled eggs. And at Shacklebury Heights, all they served was slop that no one liked the taste of. So I brought hard-boiled eggs to my brother, but they wouldn't let me visit him. So I had to sneak him the boiled eggs. And when he saw my face, it was as if he didn't recognize me. And I passed him the boiled eggs. And he hid them in his pocket. I haven't seen him since, but I really do hope that he, uh, I really do hope that he ate and enjoyed those eggs and was able to taste the rich and succulent yolks in the middle. 
Is that a good enough uh, dream? I think so. That might be good. All right. Well, um, thank you, Jimmy Brown. Thank you for being on this podcast. Well, uh, this, it's been the most amazing, uh, amazing thing I could. I think I, you're. I think you're my favorite guest at this point. It's, oh, okay. It's good to have someone so different. You know, someone from out of the country. Right. Well, I just want to spread love, peace, and happiness throughout the world. I want to spread the message of transcendental meditation. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, before I let you go, I want to know uh, what's next for Jimmy Brown. Uh, well, this is probably the end, really. I don't have much more. I mean, I, I, I'll put out three or four albums, and uh, I want to work on the next one, but maybe I don't have much left in me. I don't know. I may die young. I'm not sure. I'll try to bust another one out, and maybe another one after that. And hopefully another one after that. I have two books. Hopefully I'll, you know, crack out a third one. But if not, I was fuck it. Who cares, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Jimmy Brown, is there anything you want to talk about? Maybe ask me. Maybe, you know, say anything to the audience. How old are you? I'm 27. 27. All right. So you're a bit older than me. Yeah, I'm a bit older than you. Uh, you know. My uh, my cock's probably I, got, I probably got a dad cock compared to you. Uh, my uh, yeah um yeah maybe. Do you do you have any advice for younger people like myself about how to go about in love and life and whatnot? Oh yeah, I mean um maybe find find a you know a suitable uh spouse maybe at the bar after drinking maybe uh. Four or five shots of bourbon. Uh, listening to George Thurgood. Or is it George Thur Young? No, it's George Thurgood, yeah. And um, maybe um, coming back home, fighting your dog. There, there's a lot of things you can do to find someone that's a suitable spouse for someone your age. Because you're 19, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could, you know, I could teach you how to get a girlfriend for sure. Have you ever um, gotten sick from drinking too much liquor? Yeah, th- I mean there was there was a time where I was like drinking like uh, four or five, seven, maybe eight shots of bourbon, and I was doing backflips down Westchester Pike. Um, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's pretty it's, a, it's pretty fun. I mean, like, do you like bourbon? Uh, yeah, I mean I I like brown liquors. Clear liquors. So bourbon is a brown one. I like good brown liquor down my gullet. What's a, what's your favorite way to take a liquor shot? Well, the most delicious way is, but it's a bit expensive, is, uh, you know, a bit of vodka mixed with a Red Bull, but the Red Bull itself costs about £4 a can. You love Red Bulls. Do you have your wings? I like Red Bull vodka, or vodka Red Bull, yeah. as you call them in the UK. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It's a really nice way to take the liquor down, get a bit of boost of energy so you can stay up and have a few more. And then you crawl out of your old cock, you know, you vomit on the uh, on the street. And then pub landlord Chris come out with the hose and spray away the, the vomit. Oh my goodness. That's, that's surely amazing. Um... You know what? Actually, since you since you've been in America, what's your favorite bars to be? Well, 
We do have them in the United Kingdom, but I find they're quite more authentic here, which is the Hard Rock Cafe. Even though it's called a cafe, it really is a pub, and they do sell some nice alcoholic beverages there, and really class burgers and class uh, sandwiches. So uh, Philadelphia has a really nice one, a big guitar, big fat guitar, sitting outside the front, spinning around in a circle. So it's really nice ambience. You can see, uh, you know, they have... uh, the acoustic guitar that Alice in Chains used inside the uh, Hot Rock Cafe Philadelphia, which is really a piece of music history, if I'm honest. So I really enjoy pounding down a Red Bull vodka, eating a burger, and looking at that Alice in Chains guitar. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's fucking amazing. Um, oh my goodness. Any any other bars? <sighs> any other Pubs. Maybe maybe it's like your what's your favorite drink to get at a bar? What, well, uh, can you tell the audience the Jimmy Brown special? As far as an alcoholic beverage, yeah, of course. Well, if it's not a vodka Red Bull, I would say it's just a simple pint of beer, and uh, ten to twelve of those. You know, I think people just sometimes when people say, "Oh, I don't drink," it's because they're not drinking enough. They just don't realize the kind of reverie that you can experience with intoxication if you have enough uh, uh, beers uh, flowing through your bloodstream, you know. So I would say, you know, 10 to 12 pints of a lager would be nice. Oh my goodness. After uh, taking, you know, that many uh, alcoholic beverages down, um, you think you're getting in a, any stitchy, uh, sticky situations, maybe? Uh, well... You know, like I said, like in in uh, Manchester, my favorite uh, pub is the Old Cock, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm often find myself crawling out of there. You mind? And, you mind if I take one more of those? Uh, or do you mind if I take a? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I brought some beers over here. Uh, yeah, please. It's for everyone. Uh, yeah, so you can get in a bit of a sticky situation. You vomiting outside the pub. And then pub landlord come, hosing you down, cleaning off the vomit. And then he took me home and he fed me uh, a salad cream butty, which was my favorite. But I didn't really realize it was an exchange for kind of a sexual relationship he wanted to have with me. But I was too intoxicated to really uh, resist. And I didn't really mind necessarily because it was a free place to stay. But uh, yeah, you could get in kind of... Some interesting situations that way. Oh my goodness. Um, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, well... I want to ask you some more questions. And, um... First, I wanted to... I wanted to say, you know, maybe goodbye. But, like, now I'm just like... What else? What else could, could, could be asked for someone like you? You know, um... Do you guys have Halloween? Like, ha- fall's coming? Do you guys have Halloween? I'm not much of a holiday person. As I said, my parents never gave gifts on Christmas. So I, they had a Christmas ham, and I just kind of hid it under my bed. And then they said, oh, the ham's gone. There's no Christmas. So I don't really know about much holidays. I celebrate, you know, I'm a devotee of transcendental meditation. So, uh, you know, I have dabbled a bit in the Hindu religion. So I do... Uh, I I uh, I greatly respect Krishna, and I you know I would like to work on some devotional music you know yeah. 
Krishna, Krishna. Any, uh, do you guys have high school in the UK? Any high school parties? Secondary school, yeah. Well, you know, everything in the UK is a bit of a party, isn't it? You know, it's like... And like I said, you know, I've been drinking since I was five years old, so... I would go into school slosh just about every day. I don't remember anything from British history. Or, you know, I don't, it's all a blur to me, really. You're 19 years old now, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's that's insane. That's insane. I, I, well, what's your favorite holiday? I love Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. I did write a song, a special Christmas song, Oh, this I, year. See, I, I don't know too much about your music, but um, do you have, you have Christmas music? I wrote one Christmas song. It's called Christmas Time for Waste Collector. Because I feel like the uh, rubbish collectors, the bin men in the United Kingdom really don't get enough respect. So I wrote a song about Christmas for a waste collector. It's called Christmas Time for Waste Collector. How's that go? Christmas Time for Waste Collector Spends his days in rubbish nectar he thanks God it's Christmas time. He drowns himself and pie and wine. Collects recycling and residual waste. Loves the taste of pie and cakes. He thanks God it's Christmas time. I don't remember the rest. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, it sounded so good. I mean, that was amazing. Uh, where did you write that? Like in McDonald's? I mean, like, nowhere else, or do you wrote it? I don't usually write at McDonald's, but it's not a bad idea. Take a pen and paper into McDonald's, get a McDouble bacon cheeseburger, and uh, write some lyrics. It's not a bad idea. Um, Why do you like Christmas? Uh, I, I love Christmas. I, I love uh, the happy, good, jolly uh, vibes, you know. I'm all about it. I love drooling for no reason. It's amazing. Uh, the, the the lights, you know. What's the Christmas lights? Green, blue, and red, right? Love them. Love Maybe the, green and red. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like my, my mother. She was a big slut. Really? Yeah. I yeah. love her, though. You know, my, mo- my mom... Uh after dad passed, she kind of started a relationship with a, a bloke called Mr. Smothfeld, who worked at the bank where she worked. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I had the unfortunate experience of walking in on her, giving him a handy, and... Uh, like a handkerchief? Uh, a handy, like a, a, a sexual uh, act using her hands, manual... Sex, yeah. Yes. So she was rubbing him off until he would ejaculate. I didn't watch all that, but I just saw his penis out in her hand and it was viscerally disturbing to me. So, uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, my goodness, that's that's very hot, you know. Is there a video? There's no video, but, you know, it wasn't really hot to me, but, you know, one thing that I've discovered through my transcendental meditation practice and just through reading the works of people like Freud and his acolytes uh, is, uh, you know, uh, 
we we tend to be attracted to women that remind us of our mums, you know. So I can't help but think that the women I've been with have had a little bit of relation, you know, to uh, to me mum. And uh, Mildred, for example, loved peas. And I always, I hated peas. I hated when mum fed me peas. And Mildred was just shoveling peas in a gob non-stop. And I found it absolutely revolting, but I can't help oh but think goodness. that it was because of me, me mum. Oh my goodness. Um, where is Mildred now? Is she dead? She died, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you want I, me to tell you about her death? Uh, if that's okay with her family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's only survived by her ex-husband, Reginald, who worked at the Stockport Sewage Works. Oh my God. Sad sack him. He would work with the sewage and he was just covered in feces every day. Sad sack him. But uh, Mildred was, she, you know, I met her at the library and uh, she had a banging body even though she was 70 plus years old. Yeah. And uh, we had a real nice relationship. Uh, she lived with mum and I. They would go off and eat their peas. We did all enjoy the taste of creamed ice, what you call ice cream oh here. Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, she unfortunately, she was driving on M60, the M60 and a lorry. Uh, what is a lorry? That's a uh, It's a big word. old uh, automobile that carries like stuff, you know, like a big uh, fat. not pretty at all. You know, it's like, uh, I think you call it a truck here. Oh my goodness. So uh, a lorry smashed into a car and she threw... She flew right through the glass of the oh, car. Oh, my goodness. And uh, very fortunately, there was an abandoned mattress on the side of the road on the M60, which she landed on, which saved her life momentarily because it was an extremely buoyant mattress. And she bounced right back on to the road and uh, the lorry smashed her skull and her skull was smashed into millions of bits. And they took her to Withington Hospital and tried to glue school back together but it was just too many bits and they, they couldn't figure out how to glue her back together that's so sad I mean um, how are you not depressed I mean I am but I've found several loves since then if I'm honest oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness I mean this is this is insane. You know, this is this is fantastic. Um, you know, the uh, it's so fantastic that we could get uh Jimmy Brown on this right now. And um Jimmy Brown is I don't think we've ever had anyone outside of the United States be a guest. Um this is my goodness. Um Jimmy. You have any secrets? Uh well, it wouldn't be a secret if I was willing to tell it, would it? I don't even know what that means. But that is very cool. I mean, that's exactly what I would expect Jimmy Brown to say or just anyone with that caliber of knowledge uh, for someone that is very um, intelligent. How long have we been going on this cast, this podcast? Uh, It's about like an hour and like six minutes. Is that a good amount of time or is that not good? Is it too long or too short? I mean, it's like it's pretty good. Unless you have anything interesting, interesting to say, my guy, like my guy, my guy. 
you know, I don't know. I just, I really, I'm at a standstill. Really, I, I'm, I'm experiencing. We can, we can go on forever. I mean, well, no, I'm at a standstill in my career, if I'm honest, because I don't know what else to say that I haven't said already in my music, and I really am trying to find a new source of inspiration because we, we can go on for four hours if you want. Right, but the thing is, I just. I feel though I feel as though I'm at a standstill, and maybe this is the end of my career. And I don't know. I started last year, and I don't know what else to say really that hasn't been said in my music because I feel like I've touched on all the relevant topics that you mentioned: boneless women, the mice having sex behind the walls, the rats in Fogelin Park, the chicken fillets in Marie Louise Gardens, and the pregnant dental hygienist rubbing her belly against my elbow. I don't know what else there is really. Do you know where I can find more inspiration for my lyrics? Uh, you you'd be nice. I would I would like to get a, a a Jimmy Brown maybe cartoon character. Right. So how does that work? It's like a bloke sit down and draw out like a a little drawing, and then they animate the the little drawing. Is that how that works? I think you had to go to Japan and maybe figure out like an anime consultant. I don't know. Right. Yeah. How does one uh, get to Japan? You just buy a ticket there and you go off the plane and say, oh, fuck it, I'm here. I think they got like a underground water thing too, like the UK. I think everyone has that. Underground water thing? Yeah, they got underground water, you know. Like a boat? No, like... Like a know, submarine? No, like you drive down. I think every everyone has that, right? I I mean I haven't been outside of Philadelphia or Delco. Do you know Delco? Not really, no. Well, um There's there's the there's the Grog. That's a good bar. The Grog. Grog. They have shows there, can I do a performance there? No, no, they're on shows they have half off nachos on Mondays. Oh, nachos are absolutely banging Mexican cuisine. I love it. <laughs> You know, uh, is uh, there's an absolutely class bar in Havertown, Pennsylvania called the Rusty Nail. Have you ever been there? Oh yeah, of course. Wow. Like, is that Del? Is that Delco? That's like hugging on Ardmore. Is that Delco? Might as well be. Well, I would like to announce I do have a show there coming up. No, just because, just almost like the film. Uh, yeah, but it's it's not really like the film. I did film a an absolute class concert there last year. Uh, Jimmy Brown live at Rusty Nail, uh, and the VHS is for sale on my Bandcamp, three hundred pound. But uh, I'm coming back and I'm just gonna try out some new material. It's not really gonna be filmed or anything. Oh, what you should keep it filmed. I got to get the crew, and you know it's a bit expensive, isn't it? Oh my god, I'll film that shit for you. I'll, what are you smoking on? Let me, let me take a hit of that. I got a cotton candy vape at the. Uh, really? What are you a clown? Well, yeah, I really have always loved the flavor of cotton candy, and I've never been much for smoking or cigarettes or nicotine or anything. But I do love the taste of cotton candy, and you know. Uh, I have a lot of, there's a lot, I, I consume a lot of calories with all the um, salad cream I 
drink and all the alcohol. And so uh, normally I would supplement that with a big puffy bush of cotton candy. But I figure if I vape the cotton candy vape, uh, that would be like a calorie free version. Uh, what's your, I mean, what, you know, it's like I want to keep talking to you on, you know, what's your thoughts on uh, AI sex? AI sex, uh, is that like AI writing pornography? Like, right, like, or, or... Who knows? I mean, just like, would you fucking AI? Would well... You, would, would you would you have sex with Alvin, Alan Iverson? Alan Iverson? I don't know who that is. AI. Oh, Alan Iverson. I mean, if he, if he looked nice, I would consider it. I would need to see a picture and, you know, have consent and, uh... Big old... Big, big old, big old pole. If everything was right, then yeah, maybe I would. But you know, if you're talking about AIs and artificial intelligence, I do uh, dabble a bit in uh, in uh, some of the AI writing tools that are available now. Open AI. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, it's outlined in me uh, second book, Brown on Brown, Volume Two, which actually was written by AI. I didn't write it myself. Oh I just God. had uh, AI write it for me, but, you know, uh, I've been uh, looking for work and it's hard to come by and I have uh, made a bit of money from an uh, Italian bloke who has a sex uh, toy blog and he had me write some blog posts for him about various sex toys, prostate massages and dildos and realistic butts, which is just kind of like a butt that has a hole in it that you can fuck. And uh, I didn't really feel like writing all that nonsense, so I had artificial intelligence write it for me, and it worked absolutely lovely. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a really nice tool. Um, any thoughts on the Beatles? The Beatles, um, well, you know, I don't really care for the Beatles. I do respect that they kind of helped spread the message of Maharishi to the West uh, because I'm a practitioner of... Transcendental Meditation, uh, just like some of them Beatles was, but uh, ah, the music is a bit dry, isn't it? Almost, but, like, almost like a turkey? Oh, dry like, well, uh, what do you mean? Turkeys are pretty dry, right? If it's cooked long, which I prefer it that way, I like a dry turkey. But uh, yeah, the music is a bit uh, dull, isn't it? It's like, I want to hold your hand, I want to hold your hand, and it's like, yeah, alright, yeah. Yeah, it's like no one's to hold anyone's hand, right? Right, it's like... I kind of wish they wrote a song like, like, oh, I want to get fucked by a grandma. Yeah, I mean, that would be a little more interesting, wouldn't it? And, um, mm. you know, I understand at the time they couldn't use words like that, but they could have subtly suggested it like, I want to, you know, stroke grandma, I want to stroke grandmum, and it wouldn't specifically say anything sexual, but it's like stroking, you know, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, the Beatles, like I said, they spread uh, Transcendental Meditation to the West and forever I will uh, I will uh, give them accolades for doing that because that's a very important thing. Big words. But uh, as far as the music I, I listen to, I don't listen to the Beatles. I listen to uh, my three favorite bands are Fish, Coldplay and Kraftwerk. Thoughts on my chemical romance? I've uh, never really listened to them, if I'm honest, but I would love to uh, give them a chance and uh, pop them in the iPod or iPhone, Spotify. I've never listened to them either. Do you like Metallica? 
Yeah, I really do, yeah. What's your favorite song by them? My favorite Metallica song is Sanitarium. Oh, I mean, like, does that, does that like, make that think of you? Like, when you listen to that, you, like, you think of Well, yourself? you know, um, when I pop, when I plop Sanitarium on to the player... That's Master of Puppets, right? I think so, yeah. It's on that Master of Puppets album. But, you know, their music is a bit hard and harsh, and I really like softer music, like Fish or Coldplay. And uh, when it gets to the hard parts, I just turn it off, but the intro has that nice, soft you know, arpeggiated guitar, which really strokes me, something in my soul, and I really like that, and then it starts doing that, and then it gets harder and harder, and I turn it off, rewind it back to the beginning, listen to the soft part again. Oh my goodness, I mean, that's why, that's why, that's why America's so great. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. That's right. And Lars, you know, is really the European influence in uh, Metallica, you know, because uh, I don't think they'd be what they were if they didn't have that European influence. Lars is from uh, Denmark. That's a lie. He's a big old schemer. If I ever seen a schemer. What's your favorite Metallica song? I like the one when they're talking about uh, white supremacy. Which one is that? I don't know. Maybe something from uh, Justice for All. Right. So you like all that cacophonous, loud, aggressive music? I'm a big Megadeth fan. Megadeth. I've yeah, never like, listened to them. Are they good? Uh, they mostly talk about like big old cocks and shit like that. Well, do, are they like Metallica? Do they have any soft parts in their songs? Ah, uh, they got some in the nineties. They were like maybe like getting like, you know, real like soft with it. Like maybe uh, I guess I could see that. Yeah, why not? Well, what wh- what's a good soft Megadeth song? Um, maybe um, Symphony of Destruction. Maybe who knows? Okay. Well, I would check it out. If it's anything like the intro to Sanitarium by Metallica, it might be absolute class. Ah, my goodness. Well, you know. Well, God bless God. God, every get God gives everything to us. Um, God is amazing. Uh, God is the best. Um, Jimmy Brown, thoughts on God? Oh, like I said, I don't practice religion, but I do practice transcendental meditation, which is uh, a way to uh, align yourself with the universal continuum of consciousness and energy, which some people call God, but I just call it life. Well, you know, it's like that's just as amazing for me. And we're so happy to have uh, Jimmy Brown on. Uh, Jimmy Brown, do you want to uh, give a last uh, full statement? No, not really. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Uh, anything to say to the haters? The haters, uh, there's not so many of them, are there? But uh, to the ones that are out there, I would just uh, say, Hello, hi, how are you? You want them to have sex with you, don't you? 
No, not really. I mean, my, if they're visually attractive, then it's an option, of course. But oh my goodness. Okay, well, thank you for uh, being on the podcast. Thank you for staying on it. This is a wonderful cast, and uh, we'll see you next episode. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Oh my God, Jimmy Brown! It was so good having you. Wouldn't have any any other way, you know. I think uh I think uh next time I see you I might see you on NPR. Uh what's that? Uh Liberal Radio Media. Uh okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I, I know I know how to get I know how to get you on that. Alright, well Jimmy Brown, God bless and uh God bless America, God bless the Red Coats. Alrighty. Oh my god, yeah, I was so drunk. <laughs> that. that was insane. Ah, can't wait to mix that. I'm gonna mix that tomorrow before I go to work. Not really, before you go to work? Yeah. At 6 a.m.? Yeah. Or are you going in later tomorrow? Uh, no, yeah, tomorrow I got the, the new job. So, um,. Take for my buddies, like thing. So I'm gonna, I gotta be there by eight. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Probably it'd take me like twenty minutes to mix it. <laughs> just because it's like vocal. Right. Like, Okay. Like the door of the next day. Right.